With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Wolverine Podcast. I'm John Borden here with my good friend and... Uh, Almost a co-host at this point, Tom Crawford. Uh, Tom is with us very frequently. You know him well from uh, Press Pass with Jack Ebling on uh, Sunday nights, Fox 47, and also the founder of the Crawford Podcasting Network. These days, Tom, who is a resident of East Lansing, Michigan, has his hands full dealing with the back and forth that goes on and is gaining steam even mm. with regard to Michigan, Michigan State, and the post-game scenario. Tom, first of all, welcome back to the podcast as <laughs> it's always. To be back. It's great to be back. <laughs> and now, here's what we've, we've learned true things, and we've learned goofy, phony, made-up garbage things this week about – let's talk about – First of all, let's start off with the true things on the latest on the uh, the MSU game post game. We know that, for instance, uh, Jamon Green's uh, folks are pressing charges in this uh, in this development, and we know that uh, it sounds like there's going to be a civil suit, and they've uh, they've retained an attorney. Talk about that aspect of it a little bit. Well, I mean, it's a video. Uh, it wasn't so much the, the first video that we saw in the press room that Jennifer Hammond had, and we all were hovering around her video when when, the, when uh, Blake Corr was speaking. We're looking at the video, and then we that, those questions got thrown to those two young men, Hammond and JJ. But it, it's the it's a video from outside as from outside in, and I believe it was from a recruit's parents. You know, recruits. There were a lot of recruits there. Sure. And there's a lot of parents, uh, you know, that go along for the ride, if you will, uh, that are around the tunnel after a game. Uh, recruits go in for the game and uh, in the locker room. And so that 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 the video with a with the helmet, the helmet pounding down on Jamon Green's head that, uh, you know, you you see enough of it that it's it, it's it's jarring and disturbing. And there's only one number four uh, who, you know, plays for Michigan State. A lot of these teams have duped up numbers, right? And, um, you know, Jacoby Whitman uh, appears to be that guy. And the video will show uh, and the investigation will continue. But it was a bad, bad look. And then you got Ben Mathers, the director of football operations, running for, you know, running away from it. Uh, no. Like, you're a figure of authority, dude. I mean, yeah. you're, those guys are on your side. They're not going to hit you. Yeah. How about knock it off? Yeah. Just get up there and use your voice. Jar them into like, you're going to go to prison, dude. You know, do something like that. You're not going to get hurt. And he's running, you know, he's running like a scared rabbit. And that, to me, was probably more aggravating than anything. I hate to say it. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. We just had two takes uh, sent in to us. One that said that Michigan State should be kicked out of the Big Ten. Another one said it, it's a shame that 
this incident is overshadowing a, a really good win by Michigan. And whereas I agree with that to an extent, I mean, hey, this is the story. This You're talking about not only in college football, nationally people are talking about it. it this could be resulting in players going to jail. I mean, this could this could be a significant impact on a team that's actually contending for national honors because Jamon Green, Absolutely. you know, if he's in concussion protocol, if uh, if things are up in the air now, there's that's a starting cornerback for you. So it is the story ongoing. We shouldn't forget about. We're going to talk about some of the things that Michigan did right in that game and uh, and some of the struggles they had. But you can't not talk about this story you, you, at you, this point. You, know, you can't. You can't. I can't get it out of my mind. I mean, and we're all come from our perspective, if you will. My longtime radio partner, TV partner, Jack Eblin, where he rode down with me. You saw him and everything. Absolutely. We're all get along. Everything's kumbaya, you know. But then we're going home and again, you know, we're all, I mean, I, I, I finally, it, it startled me. I said, I'm looking at this thing through a maize and blue lens. He's looking through it from a green and white lens. I mean, when, when it comes down to it, just the way we frame everything. What did Mel say? Well, Mel didn't see it. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it, and, 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 and then up here, like Chris, Chris Solari was up here on local radio. And, and now, I mean, he'll throw a nugget out. And I like Chris. I like all these Michigan State media guys. I know a ton of Michigan State people, a ton of administrators, uh, a ton of the Spartan media, all good people. But I can't believe, I mean, Chris throws out, well, we, we just saw 15 minutes ago the narrative with Jamon Green was swinging his helmet first. And so when you put that on the radio, then that 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 shoots out, and then they start believing it. And Especially when it's not true. Yeah. 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 And neither one of those things being true, as we have now seen – uh, that's the Mel Tucker showing up, slamming a door. Uh, he, he, Boy, seemed, yeah. he seemed quite aware of what had taken place. Well, he said, uh, you know, he said he couldn't get onto the field. He, he didn't come up the tunnel because he wanted to make sure all his players were off the field. Okay. Said that in the postgame presser, whether that be postgame or on Monday's presser out here at the Berkwood Center. But then, then, uh, I saw the video today. And it's a 127 video off Twitter, and it's you know from one for those one, one minute and 27 seconds, you know that the start of the video is the is the helmet thing. And how did Mel from 127 get up to the door with all that crowded? He had to be near what was going on. And if he had the same hurting mentality that he had on the field, make sure your kids are all off the field. Don't you want to get all your kids in the locker room? And what you perceive as, if you have, you can hear anything, is a dysfunctional situation, a hostile situation. It doesn't make, it's, some of this stuff does not connect. And you're a whole lot more aware of what went on than uh, you kind of let on in now, the post game. No, no, no question. No, I understand. And, it, you know, you could have done what Jim Harbaugh did, you know, and, and you know, credit, you know, Chad Shepard, Dave Abloff of making, you know, making, setting the parameters with us. So they, they can't talk about this when we mm -hmm. were trying to get it out of the student athletes and right. Jim um, and, and Ward for that matter. Um, but, but a lot of it came out. Okay. And at least, you know, Jim put his viewpoint out there. He saw the video, but you know, I, I, you know, and, and w when is, when is Mel Tucker, you know, who is the, 
the school that has is supposedly at the center of, of, of the problem, not reaching out to a even to communicate to Jim. I mean, because his his school is the one that is has the more blame for you know a person of common sense. I would say they have more to blame. There's physical assault going on and and a gang mentality. Okay, and mm -hmm. I you know it's it's you know as on BTN you know I mean Howard Griffith called it a street fight. It was a street fight, you know, and that's the best description. I yeah. Have. Well, and LB just wrote in and gave a little more Ben Mathers commentary, said that uh, we've had uh, examples of a single person standing up and making a difference. Ben Mathers, not so much. He chose to run like a scared child. He, he did. I, I would, and, if I was him, I would be so embarrassed right now. I don't know what I would do. If, if, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you made that move. A little bit of a turn from when he came out onto the field and was basically just screaming at people to get out of the way. And, you know, it, Desmond Howard just uh, just led a segment uh, on ESPN that touched on that. It juxtaposed over here. He's he's being the big boss. All right. <laughs> Everybody, clear out, get away, cameras, ah, ah. and then the other side, yeah, let's uh, let's run for it. Yeah. Um, you, Jim, you talked about people seeing it through different lenses. Yeah, it that's occurs. True. It occurs true. to me. It occurs to me that Jim Harbaugh is seeing it through the only lens that matters, and that's the camera lens. Right. He has oh, been very, very uh, <laughs> forthright about seeing. Okay, here is what the uh, the the video shows and we're getting more and more versions. And he talked about on Monday, having, uh, having uh, that overall better look view and all Jim Harbaugh did on Monday was double down on how bad this was. And, you know, and that you, you look at the other fan and quote unquote media reaction. I, I'm just the, the, oh. the takes that say, this is Jim Harbaugh's fault. He wanted this. He wants chaos. As, or he, yeah, yeah. Or oh, oh this is way crazy. overblown. Or way overblown. Or that kid got what he deserved. That kind. That kind of stuff. Jamon Green was up there. He want. He wanted to get in there and and get so and see his parents before his dad went back to Texas. I mean, th this is crazy. And he's done this before. And Jim qualified. You know, qualified. Why Jaden went up there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the insight on why he went up there. Um, and, and I did, you know, I, I, I'm trying to be clearly on, you know, I'm thinking of this with a with a clear mind because I, I believe Mason Blue. You know that. I mean, that, that's been my school since I'm eight years old. And I graduated from there and it's near and dear to me. OK, so I frame it that way. But, you know, so I, I, I'm wondering what he was, what his, you know, when that, that's a bad look when he's up skipping up there. But that's no call. For, for being assaulted. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, it's jarring that there's about, you know, I haven't, I have around me, I have around me, John, uh, as I mentioned before, a faculty uh, neighborhood, you know, Michigan mm -hmm. State, I got, I got Michigan State alumni and fans all in my life. I got my wife and daughter, one of my daughters graduated Michigan State. They'll, they'll, the wife and daughter are so upset. My daughter went to say, I'm embarrassed I had a degree from Michigan State. I go, whoa, 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 don't go that far. Still a great university. But I mean, it's so there, they see, they see it clearly. They're disturbed. Most of them are disturbed. But there's about a 30 to 40 percentile in this Spartan crew. Mike Fellini, 
former producer of mine, Rico Beard, current colleague, what they were spewing on that show on 97.1, my God, about that the Jim Harbaugh was the center, was the core competency of this whole problem, is insane. I mean, do you not look at the history? Do you not look at the Appalachian State game? The first shot over the bow was fired by Mark D'Antonio. Can we have a moment of silence? That's when it started. I mean, I, I, I just, they're saying, they're spewing what they want to spew. And that's, this rivalry is in deep doo-doo right now. It's all deflection. It, uh, Jim Harbaugh was not swinging any helmets in the tunnel. Jim Harbaugh was not uh, taking 10 Wolverines and cornering a couple of Spartans and, uh, and trying to beat the crap out of them. Jim Harbaugh was no cause of this whatsoever. I mean, we can talk about uh, logistical changes that you want to make, but uh, that, that, that's crazy. And I, I'll say this. Um, I've, I've been covering Michigan for 32 years. And in that time, I am really proud of the fact, I mean, a proud, I'm not even proud, it's just being decent, that I have never, ever even considered wishing harm on another player from another school, Whether no matter how heated the rivalry. I don't want anybody from Michigan State to get hurt. You're talking about Jim Caparoni? I'm just saying. I mean, say it loud and clear. I'm, I'm saying I have never wished injury on someone and then called it a missed opportunity when they, in fact, didn't get injury and, inflicted and, and, on them. And in the in the, the 30 to 40 percentile, and I have a lot of friends that are on SpartanMag.com, Red Cedar Message Board, and and it's just pouring at them. It's, 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 it's Comps article that, that uh, once again, very similar to Valenny and Rico Beard, they make Jim Harbaugh the culprit of this whole thing. Um, he's the he's the problem, according to them, and it's it, it it's it's insane. And then they're, they're my 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 phone's being filled with that text messages, and and it's I tell you what, I freaking hate this rivalry. I hate it. I can't stand it. It's no fun. Ballas said it, uh, and I met you and 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 Chris for the first time at the O2. Uh, Big Ten Media Days when Bobby Williams told him it's a bad rivalry. And I'm sitting there and he said, what did he say that? Yeah, he said that. You know what, Bobby Williams, you are right. It's a bad rivalry. Terrible. Well, that leads right into our next, not really our next topic, but our next angle <laughs> on this topic, the ongoing I, topic. I is this drink. game, <laughs> is this game even worth it anymore? I mean, if you were the uh, commissioner of the Big Ten or you, you were the one that uh, – that could decide things. Would you separate these two? Like you, you separate, uh, I don't know, a couple of brawling bar patrons. I mean, would you put to, you take Michigan state, put them over in the West, keep Michigan in the East. Okay. If you were going to have divisions yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or just take away the protected status of this game to not play it every year. You know, I've thought about that a lot. Um, uh, you know, personally, I wish they don't play, and, and that's mm. because I. And then that's and that's you know, I will. I, I'm meaningless in this thing, but what I'm saying is, right? I mean, I'm so irrelevant to, to the big picture, but I mean, I, I I can't stand this game because it brings out, as Judd Heathcote once told everybody, 
the game eventually makes fools of us all. This rivalry makes fools of a lot of people, uh, you know, college educated people. Um, so no, I, you know, or I don't want, I don't want, I, I personally would wish it was off the schedule. I wish you want a realignment opportunity. You got a lopsided big 10 East Michigan state's a pretty good team. Generally, um, put them over to the West and you know what? Don't have the crossover involved Michigan or Michigan state for the next oh, three or four years. And we'll see how it goes. But because, and, and in fairness, you're going to have to have a Mel Tucker, Jim Harbaugh or, or leadership, Alan Haller, you know, Ward Manuel or the problem with the, the presidential leadership at, at Michigan state is it, it, it's rudderless right now. They, you know, they got an interim going out and actually he's made a good statement, but I mean, they have no leadership and a board of trustees at the top, which is a huge problem at Michigan state, mind you, but they're going to have to get those. You're going to have to change some, some culture mentality. You're going to have to do some, some TV ads. You're going to have to just, you just have to push our positive narrative the way I remember my first Michigan, Michigan state game when everybody was wearing suits and ties and everybody was cordial back in 1964. You know, it's it's way different than, uh, you know, nearly uh, what, 60 years ago. <laughs> Two things about this rivalry that I have heard lately and I believe to be true. One is that uh, it means more, not means more to Michigan State, but, but Michigan State is constantly um, aggravated by the fact that Michigan has an Ohio State and Michigan, I mean, yeah, that Michigan State does not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that there is a rival that uh, in the grand scheme of things means more to Michigan. And that's just, that's a fact of being good for this long. Uh, you, could, you could say maybe during the, uh, uh, it's, it's been a long time ago, but when, it, when, even when D'Antonio came up and was doing well, all of a sudden, this took on increased uh, importance because Michigan was losing consistently to Michigan State. But in general, it's that Ohio State, you, you know, that Big Ten championship going through Columbus. And the other thing is, a lot of people have said lately, you know, this rivalry or this game is more important to Michigan State to be played than it is to Michigan. Michigan could live without it. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Michigan and, and Michigan State, you know, in, in, in the interstate rivalry that of getting, you know, in-state recruits. I mean, Michigan doesn't need recruits in the state of Michigan as much as Michigan State does. I mean, Mi Michigan, you know, is, has, has, is a more of a national brand that can get players from all over. And, you know, I think Michigan State enjoys the recruits coming <clears throat> to the to this game and things, especially when they win at Spartan Stadium. And, you know, during like a 60 minutes of unnecessary roughness that, that Mark D'Antonio declared what in, in, in 2011 or 2014 and all that, all the other crap that uh, has, has gone in between. Uh, so uh, to be honest with you, for the record, Mark D'Antonio, if you're going to blame one of these coaches, blame Mark D'Antonio and, 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 you know, end of statement. I mean, he, he, he's been more venom than, than anything. Tucker's picked up on it a little bit, uh, but you know, yeah, but back to your point though, uh, I, I, you know, I worry about the basketball game, to be honest with you, because basketball can be a really almost more personal thing because the fans are right on top of the players. Sure. You know, and Hunter Dickens has got a little rant going on with a with a Spartan uh, fan base on Twitter. And um, I think that's 
I think that's going to, you know, I'm not saying that, you, you, I mean, it's going to be ugly or anything, but uh, it, the, the vet, it's, it's just, it's got a lot of venomous feel to it. And uh, it's not any fun anymore. It's not, it's not good natured jabbing. It's, it's, it's personal and everybody, you can't talk. I got, I got Michigan state people that I say, okay, we're not talking, you know, I, I, we're not talking about the game. We're not talking about Michigan. We don't talk about politics, religion, and Michigan, Michigan state. Boom, boom, boom. That's how I navigate my life right now, John. There you go. Those well, three, the religion, politics, and Michigan, Michigan state. They're off the ground. If you want to talk to me about those three, don't call me. There you go. Well, <laughs> if you're a Michigan state person, <laughs> I know you don't always frequent the games in East Lansing and I may join you next year. I, I don't oh, know. I would, I, I would go care up to go. I, Here's what I wonder. Hell, Here's hell what no. I wonder. What, what kind of show of force security team might Michigan secure to oh, take God. a team up there next year? Oh, I mean, God. if that, I, yeah. if this kind of thing can happen in your own building, what, what about going up to East Lansing? That's just, I mean, that's crazy. Here, I'm going to make one concession on this whole thing. Okay. Uh, if, if you know, when, when you talk about, okay, what might you tweak going forward? I don't think that the Michigan uh, tunnel situation has to drastically change or anything like that. But if you wanted to, to make absolutely sure with, uh, with teams that cannot act their age, even when they're, you know, 18 years old, then okay by the time the last uh, the last visitor uh, gets into the the start of the tunnel you've got three mm -hmm. minutes yeah. three minutes and every single person has to be in that locker room or the team behind you which is Michigan is coming and it doesn't I mean you know that's on you that's mm -hmm. on you and mm -hmm. uh, but but if they if they break that if they Break that time limit, then uh, then the Big Ten should have something to say about it because that's clearly if if there's anything going on there, and, and that and then you don't have anybody going up early. I get it that uh, that you you know in this situation you should be able to. Doug Karsh has talked about how for years he's seen guys go up side by side. Oh, absolutely, time. absolutely. Yeah, well, but a lot of them you know reach the point where where you almost have to get um, hard and fast with a couple of things to keep everybody separated. Yeah, I, I mean, the, I, I would get you know when Michigan State goes to Spartan Stadium. First of all, uh, I, I would bring a, I, I would be, I would, I would bring some security force off the scale. I don't care what it costs. You know, you're spending money in other areas. I, I you know, protect that when they pull up to the north side of Spartan Stadium. You know, you know where they get off there, and the fans have access. You know, just that alone. I mean, that that's that's an unsecured area right there. You know, who knows what all these lunatics out there in the world? You know, I mean, this could get worse if 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 this thing continues to build. And can you can imagine the buildup on that? But back to the tunnel management at Michigan. Yeah, I would I would just you know. And I have coaches. That's part of your protocol. You got to be with your players going up there. I know it's that sounds regimented and Pop Warner League, but you're going to have to do. It. I mean, where would hell? Where the hell were the Michigan State coaches, other than uh, running, running. From the hills, running, running from the hills, a director of football operations? Other than that dude who was there, where the hell are the other guys? Where are the coaches? I mean, finally they came in, but I mean that if I was a if I was a player and I saw a coach around me, my behavior would change instantly. But I, I didn't see them, so uh, 
it was just a, a perfect storm. And, you know, but, uh, you know, but up here, it was just a, a, an overblown little scuffle uh, to about 30 or 40 percent of the of the Spartan nation up here. Shadyville 03 is all over it. We should show up in East Lansing with the National Guard. LOL. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's a it's a thought. Uh, you know, you you we're we're a half an hour into this podcast and <laughs> we have yet to talk about Michigan's win over Michigan State on the field. And yeah. obviously it was um it was a good one. You uh I think there are pluses and minuses of having a Lou Groza award-winning kicker <laughs> because uh, nothing against Jake Moody, five field goals and looking great, hits a 54-yarder. But at the same time, you want to be cashing those in for touchdowns. Your thoughts on not only Moody's performance, but the fact that um, Michigan didn't put it in the end zone quite as often as it wanted, or it would have been a whole lot worse in 29-7. You know, the uh, and I always do directional things. So the going north throw, uh, JJ to Donovan down inside the, the six yard line, uh, first and goal. Uh, Michigan had the ball, and I turned to Pat Hayes, my, my seat man, and said, Okay, why did you just kick the field goal right now? Because you know that's where this is going. Mm. <laughs> I guess I was a little too profound there. And you know, you're you're, you're you score seven times, and five of them are field goals. And, um, I, you know, I, I, you know, you could, Jim, maybe Jim was perceiving this. Listen, I'm going to beat this team. I don't care. Let's just win this game and get the hell out of here. Um, but, uh, where, you know, and so he's playing the percentages on the field goals as opposed to going, you know, maybe being more aggressive, but that Michigan in the red zone, deep in the red zone is just lousy on first down too many negative plays on first down. And I don't recall seeing any play action on first down because they know you're going to run. I mean, that's their mentality. You're going to run to play, mm-hmm. you know, and I would think that I was, I was surprised. I didn't see a little play action uh, and maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't remember. It doesn't pop in my mind. And right. uh, you, you have all the tools. You have all the tools for a good red zone offense. You have balanced attack. You got a running game. You, you got a heck of a tight end who is seemingly getting open. You got a, the best offensive line potentially in the country and you got pretty good receivers, but, these receivers were not, I mean, it seemingly were not, you know, they're not getting separation in the end. I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're, that, that, and JJ addressed it. He said, we got to fix that. So it was, it was a, one of those long-term things. We got to get this long-term thing. For, if we're going to beat Ohio State, I'm thinking from a Michigan standpoint, we got to fix that red zone offense or we're a distant second in the Big Ten. But beating Michigan State with five field goals, two touchdowns, you still have a 22-point win. Okay, hey, big, big update right here from Michigan State Athletics. Uh, Let me just read it. Michigan State University Athletics and football program are committed to the highest level of sportsmanship as we continue to gather and review electronic evidence of the altercations between Michigan State and Michigan student-athletes on October 29, 2022. We are suspending student-athletes Malcolm Jones, Justin White, Jacoby Winman and Brandon Wright. The suspensions are effective immediately. We are transparently working with law enforcement and the Big Ten Conference to evaluate additional facts and evidence surrounding the events in Ann Arbor. We will continue to take appropriate action on this matter. As we learn more, the student-athlete suspensions will remain in place until the investigations are completed. And then there's uh, just some uh, good, good talk 
so, so talk so, going on the end. But what 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 we got here is okay. There's more video, and you really didn't have much choice. But uh, credit where credit's due, they didn't just cut it off. Uh, I, I, it would have been tough because now they're getting nationally roasted for this, and there is obvious video. We talked. You you mentioned Jacoby Winman. And uh, one of uh, certainly one of their best defensive players. This is this the is best, the, the best defensive player in my mind. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, most effective. I mean, uh, that that could help him. But I'm going to tell you something. You know, it's Jacoby Wimbin said he didn't know anything about it in the post game. I mean, th- this is the crazy part. You know, I mean, it, it's like when it, when you're de- delving into something, you dig into a file, and the more you dig, the worse it gets. That's eight players right now that are suspended for Michigan mm-hmm. State. You know, what's that message? What's that send out to – well, I mean, I, and I don't know, I mean, if I'm surprised it took this long, but, I mean, I give Michigan State credit, and, and you might as well suspend it because the Big Ten's going to come in and suspend them anyway. So you might as well do it because they might bet, they might have done it tomorrow if you didn't do it. But that video, the vi- the glaring video from the, from the, the exterior of the tunnel, just in the tunnel, is jarring. And this comes right after – like I talked about tonight with Chris Solari trying to throw it out there that, hey, they, I, I'm, we're hearing that potentially at the, the last 15 minutes, Jamon Green was the one that was swinging his, could, with first swing the first helmet. His helmet's off. I mean, this is why this is why where we're at right now. Because people are so dug in and so committed to, you know, the, maybe the team that they cover. I guarantee you. I'm not that committed. If Michigan players did this and you saw the same thing, I'm not defending that. I know. And I don't think you would either. No, no, you know, John, you know, it's, and I, and I, you know, I, you know, you, you are as, I mean, you were a straight shooter and uh, to the truth of anybody I freaking know. Uh, but, and I'm with you in this regard. I mean, I, you know, as much as I love the maze of blue, I mean, you know, I went down to Big Ten Media Days and I, and I, uh, you know, I threw a question. I questioned uh, you know the schedule to to Jim Harbaugh. Okay, and so we ended up having this awkward stare down on Big Ten Network, and WTKA roast me for an hour because I you know because I went against the sacred Jim Harbaugh. But I don't care because it's a legitimate question that still could come back and jar Michigan because Michigan has to they have to throw a perfect game potentially to get into CFP. They have to beat Ohio State. Otherwise, they could if they had one Power Five win. They could they could avoid that, but they don't. And so you and I look at it the big picture. And I think most you know the Solaris and the Charbonneaux. I think for the most part they do. But when and Ebling's of the world. But when push comes to shove, that lens view is color laced with yeah. green and white, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, there's there's no and, doubt and about Valenia, it. And Valenia and obviously Rico Beard, who is fan media, and fan media dominates media. Let's be real. I mean, I want Michigan to win. You want Michigan to win, you do. I mean, uh, but you but you look through it through a clear lens. Absolutely, and we're not trying to incite people to get yes. a bigger audience. Right. And I, right. I'm sorry, talk radio is is all about that. I'm not looking for a a bigger contract because I can say some crazy things and and <laughs> make people go over the top. We're talking. We're we we are straight shooting, as you mentioned, and we're and we are committed to that. So, but that's that's a significant deal that the uh, the 
suspensions are piling up. It's not as significant as if uh, Michigan State were going anywhere. I, I mentioned in my prediction for this game that this team was on its way to uh, five and seven. You know, that might be a little optimistic at this point. Well, it depends. Uh, you know, it depends how they they play at Illinois. Um, they're not winning there. No, no, I know they're not winning there. And I think the fans that were thinking about going there are not going to go to that. I mean, my daughter was going to go to that game. She's from Chicago, Michigan State, right? She's not going to that game. Yeah. She didn't want any part of that game. You know, because that's the way that's and – I, and I think that that's – I think that's the, the mentality right now. If they they get – I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball in Illinois. Illinois is good. And, and you know, Mel Tucker said he hadn't even looked at any film by, you know, yesterday. That team is distracted. Michigan's distracted. I worry about them, to be quite honest. I think they they have enough to beat Rutgers, but I mean, there there's there going to be some level of distraction moving forward. You know, Rod Moore's upset. I mean, you when you have some when you have your players go through that, uh, it's it 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 you know it it, it jars you a little bit, and uh, it, it wrecks your focus a little bit. So, uh, no, I think Michigan State potentially could. Uh, they're gonna. I mean, they could walk through and beat Indiana. But um, but Rutgers maybe could could upset. They're, they're not going to go to a bowl game, and they and they should go to a bowl game. They will not go to uh, Penn State and win. They lose oh, at no, Illinois. No, and no, Penn, yeah, State. Penn, Penn State so, will, roll, will roll this team. Roll yeah. this team. Yeah. yeah so, um, <laughs> let's we're we're we've talked about a million negatives so far. I, we're I'm gonna, all worked up here, man. <laughs> we're gonna mix in a positive because I'm telling you, uh, Blake Corum just continues oh. to get it done in every way possible. My question to you is, is this guy the best back in the nation at this point? Well, I think so, and and I'm doing it on a on a on a durability. Uh, I mean, you know, it's like after the game, you know, what do you get, 29 carries, whatever the carries were. Um, I mean, 25, 29, he's got Donovan back there. But it's like, I think he could go, he could do the Chris Perry 51 carries that he did, or Chris, Chris did against Michigan State in 2003. And and not bad, Lorenzo White did that for Michigan State, too, uh, back in 87. I mean, he's that kind I mean, when you, I mean, we've talked about this. What do you look at him? He's a man of steel. Of five ten, or or you know five ten, two hundred ten pounds, and I, th- I, you know, he's like the he's like Jim Brown esque. He's like Jim Brown was the old Cleveland Browns. Every carry he got a little bit stronger. Some of those carries when he's where they're spinning him sideways, and he's, you know, he's still he's still moving forward. It, it's unbelievable. So I, I I think he's a I think he's a Doak Walk Award winner myself. But you know me, I'm maybe I'm wearing way too many maize and blue glasses. Absolutely gaining steam as he goes along. You see there 33 carries against Michigan State, 28, 25, 29, 30. Yeah. Yeah. He is he is ready to go and certainly has answered all those questions that we talked about. Okay, durability. Is he in every down back? Can he can he uh gain the, the short yardage? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. He he has done all of that and more. And uh, we've got a lot of a uh, lot of little uh, messages coming in on uh, Corum for Heisman, Blake the Great, you name it. Uh, they, <laughs> the folks love him. And I will, I will say this uh, quick story that Doug Karsh told me, and uh, it, it it just shows you a little bit about Blake Corum. 
when uh, when Doug's sister was diagnosed. Oh, with I, oh, I read that. That, 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 yeah. that was that I, was a heart that was a heart wrencher right there. Oh. That's that's towing it. That's towing at the heartstrings right there. Yeah, cool. yeah. His sister diagnosed with cancer. He yeah. he asked some of the players for uh, encouraging messages. Corum delivered a an absolutely fantastic one, but yep. then unprompted comes back uh, later and and asks how she's doing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that, you know we lost we we lost her last year, but but that kid is is amazing. I, there's a lot of good kids on this. I you know when Jim Jim Harbaugh talks about how much he likes his team, I mean it's legit. I mean every every person that we've encountered, uh, we have, we haven't encountered. Uh, all 110 of them, but you know, they're, they're all good kids. You know, the good kid, you know, they're, they seem to me to, you know, to me, and I'm a pretty good judge of, of character. I'm, I'm, I'm old and I've worked with a lot of young people over the years, but you know, still. And so it's, uh, that's good to hear, but you know, yeah, Blake, you know, Blake is as good as anybody. I mean, and I thought here, I thought John, you know, last summer we were thinking about, uh, limiting how son Haskins is gone. I mean, on that third and four, and if you do want to run the ball, how's that going to work out, uh, Blake Corm? Something to remember for future summer worries. Okay, how are we <laughs> going to do this? And now you have no edge rushers because you lost yeah. your top two guys. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, that is, that's just um, – and I was one of the ones saying it, that, wow, what do they do now? Well, we found out what they do now. Let's move on to Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, a little more feisty under Greg Schiano. What wow. uh, What do you expect out of this one? Well, I, I watched that uh, last game they had what, with Minnesota. What you know, thirty-one nothing. Um, it was it was up in Minneapolis. Disappointing from from. I mean, I like Greg Schiano to be honest with you. Big Ten media days. I, I I like what this guy had to say. You know, I expected more. They're four and four. They still got a shot at a bowl game. Um, I, I, this is a Michigan issue game more than a Rutgers issue game. I mean, Rutgers is not, doesn't, doesn't match the talent that Michigan has. It's a night game. Um, and also, uh, from a fan perspective, I know, I mean, I know how many alums live in uh, New York, New Jersey area and Rutgers is coming off a loss. I think there's going to be a big amount of Michigan support with their eight, no Wolverines up there. And, and, I, and Piscataway, and I, I, I have this as a not not seventy eight to nothing like it was uh, several years ago. But I, I think it's a legitimate, you know, like a thirty five seven workman like game. But I'm I'm what I'm worried about is it's just the mindset uh, of this team. Are they distracted, or is it going to galvanize the team? And and how many how much more distraction are we going to have moving forward? Because this investigation is going to continue to be ongoing, and and then there's you know the narrative and the and the social media and all the outside noise is just going to get loud. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you, you night game, Piscataway, November. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Think, you don't think Rutgers is going to bring it? I don't know. I just, uh, I, I think it's goofy to be playing at night in November anyway. I do too. Uh, but, but I, I don't, you know, I think, Michigan is galvanized right now and maybe even more so after uh, what happened in that tunnel because uh, you're going to have uh, guys pulling together and saying hey we're in a we're in a fight and we have to if we have to fight our way out of somewhere we can do that together. Uh, take up we're a little rapid fire down the stretch here. Uh, Ohio State and Penn State. So I finish 
one of my pregame rituals uh, before the Michigan State-Michigan game. And as I was coming off the 18th hole, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I came into the clubhouse and there – is Michigan uh, uh, is Penn State Ohio State and Penn State had just scored or go up by a couple and it looks like oh hey I'm in for this last nine and then heading to Ann Arbor nine nine minutes and then all of a sudden poof it just yeah. went crazy so what do you take out of that first of all that that Ohio State was in a battle for its life for three plus quarters but then it it exploded so quickly. And uh, and looked the, the final score looks like a blowout. Well, funny how four turnovers does that. A four turnover that to zero advantage for Ohio State. And uh, I mean, they had you know one particular player was incredible. Um, you know, I I watched that game and I, in its entirety. And right when the game ended is when I headed to Ann Arbor, and it's like I'm thinking, you know, I don't know. I mean, I I, I think this is doable. That Michigan, my, my takeaway: this is doable, and I mm-hmm. I look at everything from a Michigan perspective. I mean, sure. I, I that's all I do. I mean, Jack as Smith do the and, people listening to us. Yeah, yeah, Jackson Smith and Jim, you know, will he be back? I mean, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Can you imagine those two together? Oh my God! And and and, Michigan, and Ohio State's got you know great running back play, and you know uh, obviously a, a a great quarterback, and I mean they're loaded with talent. But uh, I, I was impressed by Penn State for hanging in this game. And I, I think, you know, granted it was up at State College and Michigan had Penn State in, in Ann Arbor. And, you know, and that's that's a, an element of, of differential. But uh, I, I felt actually better. You know, the funny thing of it is, you know, it's like part of me wants Ohio State to be, ele- you know, 11-0 versus 11-0 and all that jazz. What, mm-hmm. what a great thing that would be. But if Michigan, or, I mean, if Penn State had won that game and won the rest of their games, I mean, Michigan could have gone and lost a close game to Ohio State, and with the equity of beating Penn State, they could have possibly got into the CFP. Not, and that's what it should have stuff. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that you know, when you look at these games, uh, I'm always looking at what's best for Michigan. That's everything I do when I watch college football, and that had a, that had a kind of a contradictive element to me watching it. What do I want? Exactly. Well, it, it, it appears to me that, uh, you know, it's going to be 11 and 0 versus 11 and 0, which will be great. And I came to the point where that's what I want to see. That is that's you exactly too. what I want. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I have reached that point that uh, you want to see that and have them be as high as they possibly can be uh, when you take them on and, uh, and try to get it done for the second straight year. One more thing before I let you go. And that would be something that was brought up by your longtime uh, broadcast partner, one Jack Ebling in the press box before that game. He, he threw something out there that had me, I hadn't even considered this, but he says, okay, so Michigan finishes this thing. And when he said by finishes this thing, he meant, keeps on winning right on through. Yeah. He says, I'm going to put, I'm going to consider this team better than the 1997 team. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. And I came to two, as I've thought about that since then, I thought, okay, one, we're a long way from that happening. I mean, because look at the, the murderers row Michigan would have to do to, to do that. Ohio mm-hmm. State, maybe uh, maybe Alabama, maybe Georgia, um, as a finishing trio. But I thought, well, 
I don't think this defense is uh, a 97 defense. The offense could make the argument as being better than 97, but it just got me thinking uh, about that. And as we uh, as we close this thing out, what are your thoughts about <laughs> the potential for Michigan 2022 to be a 97 type of team? You know, you know. So if you hang out with Jack Evan, you're going to get a hypothetical. You within about uh-huh. three or four minutes. That, that's that's okay. just the way. That's the way it goes with Jack. And so you know. But to be honest with you, if Michigan runs the table and wins the national championship, this is a no-brainer to me. It's the 2022 yeah. team. And and you know, when you look back at that 97 team, you know, um, they got a lot of credit. They got a lot of equity build up on the preseason record of Colorado. Uh, because when they play them at the time, they were ranked, but then Colorado didn't end up that good. And when, and even when you look at Ohio State, they beat Ohio State and they beat Penn State, you know, and then Penn State got rolled the next week to Michigan State and Ohio State got blown out in their bowl game. So, I mean, I think, and who knows what opponents will do in this schedule, but um, I I think if Michigan runs the table and, and at playoff wins, um, that team in 97 struggled to beat Ball State uh, no, not no. That one didn't. No, that was that was a 2016. I'm trying to think. They had some. I'm trying to think of what struggles they had. Uh, I was thinking of 06. Let's strike that. But I mean, they had a couple struggles. I don't know. Well, uh, they certainly had to rally to beat Notre Dame and Iowa. Yeah, yeah, and they Iowa were and and, and, and against Wisconsin, the wall. And the Wisconsin game in Madison uh, before Ohio State game, it had a, had some element of struggle there a little bit. And Wisconsin was not all that good that year, but. Hey, that was a great team. And, you know, Glenn Steele and all you cats, I love you. But this team, this team, if you're saying this team's going to go at 14 and 0 or whatever it takes, 14 and 0, uh, it's this team. This yeah, team. I would agree because, but it, it's just a function of the way it is right now. Well, that's true. You're, you're going to close yeah. out with three wins. You would close out with three wins over potentially top five teams. Yeah. And if you do that, yeah, you're <laughs> you you deserve everything you get. So, yeah. uh, Tom Crawford, always great to have you on. It's a little bit weird this week, <laughs> a little bit tense yeah, where, where you, uh, <sighs> make your domicile, but, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I, I wouldn't have it any other way than talking to you in this situation because you're someone that has the sort of presence of mind that you can be certainly be friendly and friends with uh, the good folks of East Lansing. And there are plenty of good folks, despite yeah, what are. we may want to try to say, but, there but, are. but at, at the same time, you, you call a spade a spade. You can look at this thing and, and mm-hmm. say, Hey, there are people that are definitely to blame. And there are uh, uh, media members that are off their rocker to some degree. And, you know, it's just you're not locked into it's all one way. No, I'm not. And, and I, you know, I might have, even on this podcast when this shares out, there might be some upset Michigan State people that I know. I think there might be a couple of them. But I don't, you know, if you look at me less, I'm just telling you the truth. You, you know, those, those dudes give their viewpoint. I'm giving mine. And, you know, before the game, I'm, I'm seeing George Blaha. I'm seeing Jason Strayhorn, Matt Larson. All these Michigan State guys, Peter Clay, the voice of Michigan, the PA announcer, all these Michigan State guys that I know, and all the media, you know, Sharbs and 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 Chris and um uh, and Audrey Dahlgren, and it's all Kumba, yeah, right. Uh, but you know what? If but I'm, I'm going to hold them accountable too for what 
for what they say and 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 and, and they can hold me accountable for what I say. But it sounds like to me, as Matthew Hutchinson, our producer, brought out some more suspensions for Michigan State. Film don't lie, as they say in football, right? Film there you go. don't there lie. There you go. I'll give you a week to think about this one. Uh, okay. Next week, I want to know the most to that to that point when we reach next week. The most um, forthright Michigan State journalist or Michigan State personnel that you know in admitting that, hey, this was we oh, were that's just a good one. We were that's- just a hundred percent wrong here, and we will we will hold that individual up for. Uh, Credit where credit's yeah, due. Yeah, we'll, we'll make him king for the day on the Michigan podcast. How's that? For integrity. There you go. There you go. Tom <laughs> Crawford, great one. to have you with us. We'll uh, we'll do it again next week, and thanks much. Always a pleasure. Always an honor, John. Until next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.